I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature. And the one we're talking about today is solved. S-O-L-V-E-D. What, what's solved? The number one self-help issue for the last 75 years, which is as long as self-help has existed. Okay? The number one self-help issue in all history solved. Okay. Now, you might also consider this sort of a part two to the last one, uh, but I'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, the self-help industry is a uh, many billions of dollars a year industry. All right. Books, podcasts, uh, in-person workshops, uh, products, uh, you name it, in-home study courses, uh, many, many, many billions a year spent in the self-help industry. Point number two, there's a 97% failure rate in the entire history of the self-help industry. 97% failure rate, all right? Uh, 3% success rate. And insiders say that 3% probably would have been successful no matter what. Okay? So, biggest problem in the history, 97% failure rate. And the number one issue, and let me set it up this way. Um, Mark Victor Hansen, the co-author of all the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, is a good friend of mine. Uh, he and his partner are, I believe, the top-selling American nonfiction authors in history. I think they're up to 150, 175 million books sold to date, which is just unbelievable. Uh, Mark and I were having dinner one night in Kansas City, and he said, Alex, do you know what the top-selling category of books not only in the self-help industry, but in the entire publishing industry, nonfiction, is every single year. And I said, no, Mark, I don't. And he said, diet and weight loss books. And I said, oh, okay, I, that makes sense, I guess. Then he asked me another question. Do you know who buys the diet and weight loss books this year? And I said, no, I don't, Mark. And he said, the same people that bought them last year. Okay, so to me, the two biggest problems in the self-help world, or even outside of self-help, and what people are interested in, psychology, whatever, but having to do with health and happiness in life, okay, the first problem is there's a 97% failure rate. The second problem is that the same people are buying the books every year and a great percentage of them are doing what the books are saying to do and it's not working. Okay? Now those are for sure a lot of overlap in those two, but you can buy a book and just do nothing. In other words, you read it but you don't ever do it. But in this case, a lot of people are doing it. It's still not working for them. So the 97% failure rate is because the solutions that are being offered that people are paying billions of dollars a year for, all right, simply don't work. Okay? Well, I believe I have the solution to 
the self-help dilemma, the 97% failure rate dilemma, the getting instructions that seem like they make sense, doing them, but then not still not being able to accomplish your issue. Okay? And uh, I said a moment ago, you could also consider this kind of part two of the one we did last week, which was on instant gratification. So this is kind of part two of instant gratification. All right, so where does it start? Where does um, I want it and I want to get this start? Well, it starts exactly there. It starts with a feeling. It starts with a desire. Sometimes it starts with you seeing something, whether it's uh, a car you like driving around or surfing on the internet. You see uh, something, that, a watch you would like to have or, or whatever, all right? And then... The, the information from that comes into our ears, our eyes, it's turned into images. All data is encoded and recalled in the form of images. So even if it's a smell, even if it's you hear it, it's, it's turned into, once it gets inside of you, the data, an image. And then that image is compared to every image you have in all of your memory banks. Conscious, subconscious, unconscious, and generational inherited. To see, is there a positive or a negative about this new data? If there's a negative, your brain pulls the fire alarm, the fight or flight switch, the stress switch, and your immune system is turned off or down, your higher intellectual functioning is turned off or down, your uh, digestion, all of that kind of stuff, mainly of your internal organs, is turned off or put away. Uh, Even if you have an illness, that is put on hold for this new data because it is deemed to be possibly life or death. And the number one job of your unconscious mind is to keep you physically alive. So everything else can wait for 15 minutes. The problem is, it doesn't usually last 15 minutes. Or, it's 15 minutes, and then in in 15 minutes, it's another one for another 15 minutes. And then in another 30 minutes, it's another one for another 15 minutes. Experts say we should be going into fight-or-flight stress one to two times a year, And the same experts say the average person is going into stress 5 to 30 times a day, with average being around 16 or 17. In other words, we're living there. What that means is that the immune system gets turned down sometimes for a decade once this starts. Or your higher intellectual functioning gets turned down for six years once this starts and you and and the chemicals of your body are cortisol adrenaline things like that not the positive oxytocin peptides endorphins whatever so you're also having negative chemicals that make you physically get tired uh, feel sluggish uh, not be able to sleep but then be sleepy all the time, all that sort of thing, instead of having loads of energy all day to do whatever you need to do. Okay, well, um, so how does this, what are the mechanics of this? What's step one, step two, step three, step four? Okay, step one is you see something. 
that may appeal to you. When I was growing up, the biggest issue I had was lust. It was, it was feeling desire for attractive young ladies, or at least ones that were attractive to me. And, and that, is, that, that was my biggest issue by far for decades that I struggled with every single day. Now, I struggled with others too. I, I think I was addicted to sugar. I was addicted to carbohydrates. Um, I was addicted, addicted to sports. Okay, all kinds of different things. But the mechanics work the same way. Number one, you see or think of something that you feel, I want that. Okay? And here's the point about that. You can't want and have at the same time. All right? If you say, I want that, and it's something you don't already have, but it's, it's something in your physical or external circumstances, present or future, it instantly puts you into chronic stress. Okay? Because it's an expectation. And according to Dr. Dan Gilbert at Harvard and his wonderful study there, expectations are happiness killers because they instantly turn your stress switch on. If it's already on, which is true with most people, it spikes your stress. So the instant you see something you don't have and say, I want that, and it's not something maybe you would consider to be best for you, you're now in stress or your stress is spiked. Once you see that thing or think about it, it can also be your imagination, you also have an immediate response from your conscience which is in your spiritual heart or your unsubconscious mind. So you also have immediate in, uh, feedback from your conscience and what Dr. Bruce Lipton calls your vibe, which is kind of what you believe way down deep is best for you in this situation or is morally right or wrong or something like that. Okay, you, I, I think you get the idea. All right. So, I see something that looks good to me and I desire it, I want it in some sense. Okay? Relationally, physically, mentally, as a possession, something. All right? Instantly, I get feedback from my conscience and the vibe that that tells me that's a good thing for me or it's not. Okay? Now, if, if my conscience and the vibe tell me that's not a good thing for me and I continue to think about it as far as possessing it, buying it, having it, getting it, attaining it, whatever, now all of a sudden both of my chemical systems are turned on full blast. The fear system and the love system. And it's the only time that happens, and it is overwhelming to me. It's like, it's like uh, 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 cocaine as far as being addictive. It's a rush, man, but the rush has a negative outcome. And one of the negative outcomes is even if it's subconsciously, you keep, you keep trying to recreate that rush because it feels good. It's a, it's a rush, all right? So if you continue to think about it after your conscience or the vibe has told you you shouldn't, now you've got 
a, a chemical tidal wave that's overwhelming you and causing you, uh, making you dumb down, draining your energy, but also giving you a positive uh, energy, but in a negative way, a negative slant to it, okay? That the net result of it is bad, not good. Unhealthy, not healthy. Stressful, not peaceful, okay? So, and, and if you think about it again, Another time, let's say you see a car you want and immediately you think, no, I shouldn't get that. I gave you a little example of this um, in, the, in the first video about a, a watch that I forced buying and I never had a day's peace with that watch versus a watch that I waited for the right time and the right situation and it's a wonderful watch that I love to wear that means a lot to me, etc. And I wish I'd never done the other watch that I forced that caused an argument with me and Hope, etc. Okay? So, once you've thought about that one time and have gotten the feedback, no, that's not what's best for me, and keep thinking about it, it is nothing but negative, negative, negative. Okay? You get the positive chemicals, but the net effect of all of that with the negative chemicals is a negative. Alright? So then if I get home and start thinking about that car, you know, yeah, we really can't afford that car. That wouldn't be a good thing. Boy, but I would love to have that car. And I picture myself driving around in it. I've just punched my stress button again. And now both both chemicals are spewing again. And now it's going to take me an hour or two to come down from that. And then maybe again that night uh, hoping I are sitting and watching TV or something, and then my mind's just sort of wandering and I start thinking about that car again. Punches the button again. Alright? Okay, let's go to the other side. Let's say that um, I'm trying to lose a little weight, which I am, okay, actually. Uh, I've, I've gotten about 20 pounds overweight, for me at least, alright? Um, and my favorite thing in the world is ice cream. I love Bluebell cookies and cream, Bluebell vanilla, Bluebell Belgian chocolate. Oh man, they're just fantastic. If you hadn't tried those, try it. But here's the other side of it. I'm trying to lose 20 pounds and all of a sudden I'm a little bit hungry and I think about Bluebell ice cream and I immediately get the vibe from conscience and the vibe and get, no, uh, maybe a little small amount uh, after, after lunch, but not now and not a great big huge bowl like I usually do. But I keep thinking about it in spite of that and, and me knowing I would rather not do that because I'm trying to lose weight. I keep thinking about it. Well, every time I think about it, whether consciously or even unconsciously in my heart, here comes the chemical rush again because I'm, do, I'm, I'm thinking about doing something that I believe is not the best thing for me to do. Alright? And, and so all during the day when I think about ice cream or I think about potato chips or I think about sweet tea or a Dr. Pepper or maybe fatty stuff that I'm also trying to stay away, whenever I think about that, it pushes that button where I get 
the chemical rush that is both addictive and negative to my health, negative to my thoughts, feelings, is overwhelming, etc. Okay? So one is I want it. One is I want it, but I feel like I shouldn't do it because of something in my life. Okay? But with both of those, once I get that vibe, once I get it from my conscience, or have, or, or just think of it this way, once I have the thought, it would be best for me not to do that. Every time I think about it, I'm pushing that stress button. Well, what does that do? What does it do when that stress and the chemical rush gets pushed? It makes me 10 times, maybe 100 times more likely to go eat the ice cream. Or to figure out by scheming and plotting some way to force getting the car. Even though in my heart I know it's not the best thing to do. Alright? And now here's the third one. That's number one. Number two. Here's number three. You're going through your day and you're not thinking... And, and we talked about this one mostly in the first segment last week. You're going through your day and you're not really thinking about something that you want or desire or that you want or desire to kind of stay away from because of some way you're trying to make your life better. But you think of something that you should do or not do. Like I should take out the garbage or I should go uh, apologize to Hope. Our last conversation, uh, I had kind of an edge to my voice and wasn't real kind to her. If you have that from your conscience or vibe and don't do it, you just push the stress switch again. Now, maybe you don't get the chemical rush of both of them, but you do get that chemical rush if you're thinking, I should take the garbage out, but in your mind you're thinking, I don't want to do that right now, so I can, so I put that off. And then two or three times during the day, which is what usually happens, I think, you know what? I really should have, I really should have taken the garbage out. I wish I'd gone ahead and done that. Then you do get the chemical rush. But even if you don't get the rush of both of them, if you get the vibe or the thing from your conscience that you should do something or not do it, and then you don't follow through with it, You've just punched your stress switch, okay? Well, when, when stress or fight or flight is going on in your mind and body, one of the things it does is it screws up your metabolism, okay? Well, the number one category of book sales, the number one issue in self-help for 75 years has been diet and weight loss. The same people buy the books this year that bought them last year and 10 years ago. A good percentage of those people do what the book says, but they still don't lose weight. Why? Because their metabolism screwed up. Why? Because they are not living what they believe they should be living in a hundred little decisions every day. What's the solution? To start doing what you believe you should do and not doing what you believe you should not do in these little decisions. Now, the big decisions, yeah, that, that does it even more. But most of us don't get as tripped up by the big ones, but we get caught up by these little ones. We think, oh, taking out the trash is no big deal. I'll do it later. I'll do it when I get home. But in our heart we know 
yeah, it would be best. I should, I feel like I should do it now. Whether, no matter what is right or wrong, if you think and feel that, it pushes your stress button, which screws up your metabolism, which makes it almost like you can do the diet perfect, and a lot of times you're still not going to lose weight because your metabolism is all off, okay? Um, so you're storing more and more fat cells because you're in fear mode. That's what fight or flight stress is, okay? The other name for it is the fear response. When you're in fear, your body stores fat cells because we may need that food later because one of the emergencies that's possible is not having food, okay? So it's not going to let go of those, all right? As long as you're in fear mode or it's going to be 10 times as hard, okay? Now, I have to say a word about this. Um, some of you are in a situation where you have been ignoring your conscience and the vibe for so long that it's almost impossible for you to start doing what you believe you should do or stop doing what you believe you should not do, okay? And I would say there's a good percentage of you that that's true for. Well, that means you need to do some cleanup before maybe you can do this. So use Trilogy, use Memory Engineering, use Rapid Eye Stress Release, use the uh, Miracle Meditation, uh, use uh, Turn Everything Into a Prayer, all the things we've talked about here, but you, you may also need some tools. We've got those too. That's what we've been doing for 20 years with people all over the world. Get that, get that stuff cleaned up to the point that you can start listening to the little voice, not just on the big things, but the, the hundred little things every day that I believe, because of the science, are what is keeping you in stress mode and unable to lose weight, unable to stop lusting, uh, the thing that, that was my nemesis for so long because you keep enforcing it every time you think about doing something that you shouldn't do. You keep pushing that stress button, which increases the odds you will go against your conscience or against the vibe at least 10 times, maybe 100 times, okay? Um, let me show one, one other thing here, okay? This is our um, board from part one, okay? Instant versus delayed gratification. And... Let me, let me illustrate one other thing here. Um, how do you evaluate your life? Okay? And for most people, it, it, it works kind of this way. You either have love, joy, pain, and peace. You're either living by that, love, joy, pain, peace, or you're living by what's in it for me, sadness, pain, anxiety, anger, etc. Okay? You're living your life more by one of these than the other. There may be some of both but more one than the other. And it starts, of course, with this one, all right? 
If you're committed to what's in it for me, seek pleasure, avoid pain, this is what you're going to experience. If you're committed to love in the present moment, regardless of the circumstances, this is largely what you're going to experience. Which is the path with no pain? Neither one. They both have pain. The difference is this is meaningful pain, this is meaningless pain. All right. Then you add your health to this because this largely, I believe, determines your health. And then you add life experience. Okay? And let me illustrate it this way. And life experience is kind of, um, you might consider it this way. From minus 10 to plus 10. And this is uh, minus 1, plus 1, minus 5, plus 5, etc. And this is kind of an energy inside you, okay? Is your energy more negative or positive, all right? So you've chosen either love or, what, or what's in it for me, or it's possible to do different ones with different people and situations. Largely, people who live over here, the only place they have for true love is like children and parents, maybe brothers, stuff like that. But everyone else, it's what's in it for me. In other words, if you cross me, I'm out of here. Where maybe there's two or three people that you're going to be with them whether they cross you or not. Even though you may get really mad at them which shows you're not completely over here. But this kind of determines your health, and this kind of determines your life experience. Let me illustrate it this way. Let's say you went on a vacation somewhere. Uh, we got back from the beach a couple of weeks ago. That's our favorite place. Uh, it's, it's a spiritual place to Hope and I. And let's say you did one vacation went to the exact same place, did the exact same stuff, all the same things happened, same weather, everything, but you did one vacation in what's in it for me, sadness, anxiety, anger, and all the stuff that comes from fear, okay? What do you think when you got home you would say about your vacation? Hey, how was your vacation? What would you say? Alright, let's say you have exactly the same vacation, same place, same weather, everything else, but you go there experiencing love, joy, peace, and all the things that come from that. And then you get home and someone says, how was your vacation, what do you say? Well, I'll, I'll just tell you the answer to this because I've done this with thousands of people, my clients. Your answer is, is night and day different depending on which of these you were experiencing during your vacation. And by and large, we're talking about feelings. And those fe feelings create a certain energy in, in your what I call your heart because Solomon called it your heart. Okay? So, where are you? on life experience, okay? Are you at a zero right in the middle? Some, some of this, some of this. Are you negative five? 
okay? Where are you about the worst issue of your life, okay? Are you a minus five there, even though you're maybe at about a zero overall, okay? Well, I can almost guarantee you, however negative you are in your internal energy, your life experience, and probably a, a, a lot as far as your actual health, but for sure your life experience, what this boils down to is whether you're following your conscience and the vibe correctly or not. Okay? If you're not doing what you believe you should be do, should be doing, you are doing what you believe you should not be doing, and maybe there's one or two big things you're doing that about, but during the day, you're doing it every day with these little things. I should take out the garbage. I should go say I'm sorry. I should go uh, call this person. I should go write a letter. I should not eat ice cream now. I should go have some green tea. I should go exercise. I should... Well, how you are doing these hundred little things a day will largely determine where you are, minus 10 to plus 10, your life experience, and to a big degree, your health. So, if you want to really lose weight, the number one issue in self-help for 75 years, if you start living this way, if you start doing those hundred little things a day, based on your conscience and the vibe, your energy is going to get more and more and more and more positive. Okay? And when someone asks you about your life experience, just like asking you how was the vacation, your answer is going to be dramatically different here than here. And what I'm telling you today is this is largely determined for a, a significant percentage of people, I'd say maybe 75% of people, not by the big things we believe we're doing right or wrong, but by the little things that a lot of times we think, well, that's not a sin, that's not even wrong, that's just a thought that I should take the garbage out. Yep, but if you believe you should do it and you don't, you've just pushed your stress button. And then, if you believe you should do it, think about doing it, but don't do it, you get the tidal wave rush that is addictive and pulls you into a cycle of not doing what you believe you should do, which makes your energy worse and worse and worse. I have one caution with this, okay? And that is, don't make doing this a work in order to achieve a result. Do it because you believe it's right. Do it because you believe it is the way of love. Because in either way, you're going to have pain. Okay? So, don't turn this into a um, work in and of itself. It's not. This is just trying to get back to living the way you should, you believe you should have been living all along, but haven't, and maybe hasn't because you didn't think it was that big a deal. 
I'm telling you today, I think it's a really big deal and the difference maker for a lot of people, whether they live the life they believe is their best life or something far, far less than that. So, uh, I believe 100% that is the number one issue in self-help all time solved. Start doing what your conscience, what the vibe is telling you to do, when it's telling you to do it, how it's telling you to do it. If for some reason you just absolute can't, then I would say a little prayer or, or, or talk to your heart and say, I'm going to do this ex as soon as I possibly can. I promise it's on my to-do list. I'm going to do it. It's just impossible to do right now. And then follow through with that. If you can't do that, but just because you're already caught in the, in the quicksand, then do some cleanup with some of those tools. Keep working at it. Do one more thing a day than you have been toward living what you believe is right, according to your conscience and that internal heart vibe. And I believe your life will get more and more and more positive. And for so many people, this one thing can change everything. And I hope it does for you this week. Thanks so much and have a wonderful, blessed day.